The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. We are back into the regular format of our show, everybody. We did five weeks of the Best of Independent Music Awards interviews, and now we are back doing what we do best, interviewing some awesome people in the music industry to help you move your career forward. And oh my goodness, is this guest no exception. He is the co-founder of Ursa, a music streaming service that focuses on being artist-centered by allowing creators to post additional content alongside their songs to help build fan engagement. Ursa is also offering other elements within its platform, including its patent-pending linkable credits feature, which will allow music fans to discover the work of all of the contributors to a recording. Ursa will launch publicly this fall, and you can find out more about their invitation-only beta by visiting www.ursamusic.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Jones is on the Break the Business podcast. Hey, Chris. Hey, how are you? Thanks so much for having me. So excited to talk with you. I love talking to the players in the music streaming space and hearing about some of the new ideas that are coming out in this area. And so I kind of want to start with that. You know, there are no shortage of players in this space. There are lots Mm -hmm. of folks doing the music streaming thing. And so I'm interested in hearing from you about where does Ursa see itself in this broader landscape? What do you want your platform to bring to the table? Well, as you mentioned in your uh, sort of opening paragraph, being an artist-centric platform, we really wanted to focus on making sure that artists' needs were sort of front and center and that we were taking care of their problems so that not only they can create a deeper experience for their fans, but you know it makes it easier for them to manage their careers and sort of move forward. Um, you know, a lot of these other streaming services are focused on, you know, solely the fan listening experience. You press play on the song, you put that phone in your pocket and you sort of move about your day. Uh, and for us, we really felt like this was a missed opportunity. Artists uh, understand that their fans are all listening in one space. So we wanted to connect the two in an artist centric way, blending, I would say, uh, you know, your streaming services, Spotify, uh, you know, your Instagram, your IMDb. And even SoundCloud offering artists the ability to control their musical lives, to control the profile, to create content, to give context to their fans alongside the music in a way that, um, you know, it solves the problem of having, uh, you know, all of these things sort of scattered everywhere. This idea of consolidating uh, and allowing engagement, I think, is the future. So for artists, giving them the ability to control their career, their music, their content in one space and allowing fans that convenient uh, platform to engage with all that stuff to get that deeper engagement uh, is what we're about. So really, the main thing focusing from the artist perspective first. Uh, I grew up as an artist uh, myself. I was a singer songwriter, and I still uh, play music. As any musician will tell you, they're always a musician. Uh, and for me, it was really about solving problems uh, for myself. You know, being out on tour, um, you know, talking to fans, trying to direct them to a million places in order to get a complete picture of who I was. And that was always a problem, you know, it seemed like you're creating a lot of work for them. And it was always discouraging to know that you were going to lose that sort of, um, you know, impact. So thinking about this space from a perspective of, hey, how can I engage with this audience, keep them there and, and know that I'm going to be able to have a consistent contact with these people while I'm consistently creating content for them to engage with. 
Um, that was the name of the game. I think that's the future of music streaming. I think that's what we're doing well. And on top of that, as you mentioned, we have linkable credits, um, bringing producers, engineers, mixers, uh, you know, anybody, all these co-contributors who have sort of been left in the cold, they'll actually be able to have a profile on Ursa where fans can discover their own discographies and see what they've done. So again, really trying to solve problems for artists to create a deeper engagement for fans is what we're all about. You made a lot of really interesting and cool points there, uh, including this idea that you mentioned in the beginning where most fans who engage with streaming services, it's very passive. As you mm -hmm. said, you, you, you turn on Spotify or Apple Music, you put it in your pocket, and it just sort of plays, and you're not really interacting. And what I see, what I think you're sort of proposing here with Ursa Music by having all this additional content, by having the linkable credits, is that you really want to make the music streaming experience a lot more two-way, a lot more interactive. Mm -hmm. Do you think exactly. that this is something that music fans are hungering for, or do you think they just kind of want to just have it in their pocket and let it play all day? I mean, I think you'll find a blend of both. I think it's a few. I think a few things. I think some of the people, um, you know, my age or older, you know, you're used to looking at uh, records or vinyl, perhaps, or CD booklets, and you're reading all of that stuff as you're listening, and it's kind of an experience. Um, I think all that stuff was stripped away in the digitization of music, so bringing that back in the fold where you can see, oh, what's the set list for that show? Or, you know, who was the producer on that particular album? Or, uh, you know, anything of that nature. I think there is an automatic desire just based on the way we listened to music when we were young. Uh, I still feel that way. Anytime I hear a great tune, I'm like, oh, it's really amazing. Who, who played keys on that? Who was the producer on that? I wonder who mixed it, who mastered it. Um, so that's just the way my mind works. So I think there's a market for that out there, certainly. I think there are young people who probably don't know what that don't maybe have that inquisitive uh, sense about things yet because they probably haven't had an experience where all that stuff was at their fingertips. Uh, for them, it's, if you don't have anywhere to go, then you have no reason to go anywhere. <laughs> You're listening to the song and that's kind of it. It's going to express, it's going to make you feel, maybe you'll get some lyrics. You'll want to go that far, but you're going to have to potentially, depending on the platform, hop off that platform and go find them. And if you have any other interests, you're going to have to go miles away to find that too. Uh, so I think it's a blend. I think for the people that don't know what those experiences, like reading those liner notes, having that sense of experience around the song, maybe this is going to be something that enriches their music listening experience in a way they've never felt before. Uh, we have something that's very creative where an artist can actually attach artwork to a particular song or album. So as you press play, you're going to be able to swipe through our music player. And there's a section there where you're going to be able to scroll through any kind of uh, photo content that an artist has provided that is attached to that particular song, whether it was recorded in that studio or maybe a drawing they did uh, while they were in the studio or any kind of artwork that was inspired, uh, you know, that inspired the song itself or came from the song itself. So a lot of different creative ways for artists to get in touch with their fan base and for fans, just new stuff that they're like, wow, I never, I've not, I can't find that anywhere else. So this seems something interesting for me to engage with. Uh, maybe it just sends them down the rabbit hole in a way that they've never you know, done before. So, there's always a blend. Maybe there's some beasts, be some people who just, you know, it might not speak to them, but I do feel like uh, there's a large audience for it. And I think the people who haven't experienced it before are going to find some real, um, you know, energy behind it and maybe some interest that they will be, uh, that'll sort of come to fruition based on the fact that it's even there for them to engage with. No question. And when I think of the rise of platforms like Genius, for example, mm, that shows yeah. that there is a strong market out there for people who really want to dig deep on these songs that they love. They want to discuss them. They want to learn more about them. They want to interact. And your platform 
you know, provides a way to do that, which I think is really cool. I want to talk about one of the features that I found most intriguing about Ursa, which is this linkable credits feature that, you know, you guys Mm -hmm. are, you know, really excited about. It seems like it, as you, as as you identified, it sort of brings like an IMDB element to the streaming Mm -hmm. service. You can go through and look at all the people who've contributed to the song and then find other things that those artists have created. And I think that's really cool. I could see myself really getting into a rabbit hole of just kind of seeing where these people are. But I'm curious about something that I've just sort of encountered from working with streaming services for so long is, to me, the linkable credits feature, which I really dig, seems like it would likely work best if Ursa has a large library on its platform. You know, you got to be able to, the person has to be able to go through lots of songs and all the songs you want them all to be there. So- Mm -hmm. Does Ursa intend to set up deals with the major labels and other content companies to get a critical mass of content on the service, or do they see this just being the playground of indie artists? No, we do. Uh, see this. Let me. So I'll explain how we're working it. We have deals actually already with Universal Music Group and uh, several of the major indies already. Uh, so we basically ingested all that music into our database, and an artist essentially has to come on board. They can sign up. They verify who they are, and they're connected to their catalog. If it's in Universal, if it's in uh, Beggars Group or Orchard or uh, CD Baby or whomever, uh, we'll have all that stuff waiting for them along with their lyrics. <clears throat> so they can connect to their music and they can immediately verify themselves and then go about creating context around it. Um, so we do want to have it. Then we'll start working with deals with Warner and Sony. That's in the mix right now. Um, start to move along in that process. But we do want to have all the catalogs so any artist can come on board. They can connect to their music. And they can begin to create context and content for their audience and fans. Um, So that's kind of how we work. In terms of linkable credits, uh, you're absolutely right. So we have an interesting system where it's what we call a double verified system. Uh, An artist, let's say I myself wanted to come on the platform. I have a record. I can invite my co-contributors to that to accept a credit on that song. Uh, And it'll be immediate if they once they accept it, that person says, yes, I was a producer. It's immediately active and linkable. It goes to that person's profile. Now, this is complementary. We feel this is going to be complementary also with APIs or other companies that are sort of metadata companies. And we're trying to make sure that we're making up, taking up all that space. We're going to be able to ingest all of these credits. We're going to be able to associate those with profiles. They become linkable. And this other way, our way of doing it, this manual request and accept um, credits uh, system, it's going to fill in those gaps in many areas because there are a lot of them. Um, talk to other companies that handle credits and they haven't even gotten into various genres. So there's a lot of room here. There's a lot of data to be corrected. We found in some of these companies, and I won't say their names, but uh, other companies where the, the credits are just inaccurate. I had a really interesting conversation with the band from uh, L. King the other day, and a buddy of mine is the guitar player in that band. And we were all just chatting about credits and I, they were like, you know, we were, we've been credited in the past and the credits were all wrong. They, we didn't we didn't get any credit for the right thing, or we weren't even in it. So a lot of these things are troubling. We really need to make sure that we're taking care of the entire picture for this uh, music community, all these contributors, so they're getting the credit they deserve and they're getting the correct one. So that's part of our mission. We have this system, as I said, our double verified system of crediting, and then we're also going to be dealing uh, with you know APIs from uh, metadata carriers, and we will have all the music out there. Ultimately, we're going to have a hundred percent of the licensable music, both in majors and indies. So any artist can come on board. They can sign up, verify themselves, connect to their catalog, and and they're off to the races. That's exciting. Man, that's going to be a really cool development. And I almost like the public service aspect of what you're doing is 
you know, really making sure that artists are properly credited throughout all recorded music. So, so cool. Uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how this project continues to develop. You know, one of the common threads that I see when I look at your company is interactivity. You know, whether it's the interactivity of allowing music fans to interact more with the artists that they love, or even the interaction that your company does with a lot of the artists on the platform. I've been really intrigued, Chris, by some of the plat- the partnerships that Ursa's mm-hmm. done with emerging artists to help them serve their fans. For so example, I- can you tell the listeners a bit about what you guys are doing now with the band Real Estate? Because I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So Real Estate, great band. Uh, Webster Hall was doing their grand reopening. And um, we approached the band and, and were fans. Um, we essentially, they needed, <laughs> it's a few fold. So this is a particular this is a really interesting instance and it actually was a lot of fun. They had a very interesting um, back like LED screen system that they needed to be taken care of. And uh, we wanted to get them on the platform. So we're like, you know, we're going to handle that for you. And uh, so we we gave them some funds to take care of that LED screen. It worked out great. It looked amazing. But the thing that we're doing in mass um, is what we're calling a merch buyback. So with real estate, for instance, we decided, Hey, look, we're going to buy 200 of your t-shirts uh, at the price that you you name, you know that retail cost, and we're going to give them out to your fans for free in exchange for signups. This way, we're putting money in your pocket, and we're actually uh, you know there speaking to fans, talking uh, to them about our platform, and getting them on board, and and uh, being able to you know just discuss that we have real estate, this band that we love on the platform. They can come on board, they could see this profile, and uh, engage with their music, and sort of learn what Earth is all about. So we're we're doing that. We have one tomorrow here in New York at Baby's All Right. We have one uh, at, at Brooklyn Bowl on Friday. So we're, we're continuing to do these with artists that we care about, these early adopters, these sort of partnering artists that we have now. Um, and we'll continue to do that in the future. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It, as we, our philosophy is just basically, as we say, artist-centric, just supporting artists. It's money in their pocket to buy an amp, to help them with food, to do whatever they need to do with their tour. And for us, it's a nice way to sort of get on the ground, meet these fans face to face and and tell them what what we're all about. So that's really exciting. And, you know, there's a lot of big plans on the horizon. You guys are still in the beta stage. So you have you have a Mm -hmm. lot of a lot of uh, ground to cover ahead of you. So let's (laughs) let's let's look ahead here. Where do you see the platform in five years? Uh, How is it competing with the other streaming services? Where do you want it to be at that point? So, you know, the way I see, as I said earlier, consolidation and engagement, I think, is the future of streaming. Um, I also look at the SoundCloud market, not just the, the uh, Spotify, Apple, what have you, but I'm looking at those, con- those 20 million artist contributors, on, uh, artist creators on SoundCloud saying, look, this is, this is your next home. You're going to be able to create so much more content on the space. You're going to be getting paid for your streams uh, that we, we're, we, we can't wait to have you. This is going to be perfect for you. But in terms of where we see ourselves, I mean, one of the things that we are trying to accomplish, we know that streaming is not making up all of the revenue for artists. It's, it's a challenge moving, obviously, from CD sales into this new space. It's starting to get some traction. People are starting to uh, see some revenue growth, but not everybody. So what we really see is, you know, diversifying these revenue streams. Uh, we're bringing in live streaming. We're, uh, we're going to do merch sales. Uh, we're doing uh, ticketing. Uh, we're going to have VIP offerings where artists can have a particular space on the platform, whatever they want to withhold. That's like exclusive content. A fan can pay a monthly subscription to that little piece of it. 
um, multiple ways for us to give artists more revenue. Um, that I think is our chief goal. We understand, as I said, the streaming is going to make up a large part or part of it, but we want to find as many ways to give artists um, additional capital because we know it's a challenge out there. Um, so it's a very, as I said, a very artist centric perspective to have. Um, you know, that's kind of our main philosophy, just try and create as much opportunity for artists as possible through as many revenue streams as possible. And fortunately for us, the way we built this, we've engineered this entire platform with artists in mind. So we're really doing it from the ground up. Some of these other streaming services, they'll try and tack on some artist features here and there, analytics, what have you. Um, some can be done artfully, but a lot of times are hidden. It's not quite as obvious or it's just something they don't do with as much impact. Uh, it almost seems like a half measure. And for us, we're, we've thought about it from the artist's perspective from the beginning. So it's easier for us to create a simple environment for artists to engage with, for fans to engage with, to tack on these uh, other revenue streams for artists in a way that's surrounded by their profile. It's all going to make sense. It's very easy when you look at the application itself uh, to move through it. And um, we feel like that's you know the future, just trying to create, again, more partnerships with these artists, additional revenue streams for artists, consolidation, more engagement for fans. We're going to do some really interesting things to get fans uh, more avenues for them to engage with artists that are just beyond, as we said earlier, that passive listening. So it all holds hands. This consolidation engagement is really the way I see things going in the future. And we hope to be, you know, uh, that nice blend of SoundCloud and a Spotify, if I were to name uh, sort of a hybrid, you know, and again, that IMDB kind of feature where we're bringing all these co-contributors in. Eventually I see even that stuff where where producers, mixers, engineers, artists, they're all communicating, getting work from one another. Um, so that could be a separate network in the future. Just some big picture plans that we have, but um, you know, certainly a long way to go. But uh, I think if we stick to our mission of trying to provide artists with the best kind of experience, it's going to translate for fans ultimately. Listeners, you can find out more about Ursa by visiting www.ursamusic.com. They're planning to launch publicly this fall, and you can find out more about their invitation-only beta by visiting the website. Chris, this has been awesome. I am quite hungry, as all the listeners are, for some innovation in the streaming space, and I'm glad you guys are trying to make it happen. Before we let you go, one last piece of advice. Let me talk to the musician in you, to the music entrepreneur in you. Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Well, I mean, I would always say identify yourself as an entrepreneur. I mean, artists, musicians are all entrepreneurs. They're creating something out of nothing. They're trying to push that forward to create an audience, to create some uh, revenue for themselves and to create a life for themselves. Um, You know, I would just say try to, to, you know, I know it's a challenge out there. Try to keep yourself organized, try to do things and have a real vision for yourself of what, you know, creating a roadmap for yourself in the future. Um, you know, everything obviously is surrounded by the passion of music, those inspirational moments where you're writing a song, you're creating a song. But after that, you know, I think it's good to visualize where you want to go to create some sort of a, a roadmap for yourself to, to get there is always important. Find a, a mentor, somebody, another artist that you really love that inspires you and look at what they've done and learn from that example. And as always, as we said earlier, believe in yourself, believe in your ability to make something real. Um, You know, it's just as relevant as anything in our world. You know, everything is an idea from somebody that's been created. Music is just the same. So I would consider yourselves entrepreneurs and, and, um, and try to create and stay passionate. 
tremendous insight. And I'd certainly consider you quite the entrepreneur as well. Uh, Chris Jones, everybody. Thank you so much for being on the show, my friend. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast.